Well, hello everyone and welcome to the dinner table. Hey, Michelle. Hello. I'm so glad you're here. I'm excited. I'm excited about this conversation just merely because we talked so much before, but I think that we could really get into some really interesting conversations here today. You've said so many things that I, I feel like I've been trying to explain or trying to talk, especially here on the podcast for years, I've been trying to talk about. So I'm excited to kind of delve into that a little bit today. Um, I'm also excited because this is the new season. It's the new season of Dinner Table Talks podcast. It's a new season of Aislinn. And you're a longtime listener. Like I am. Have you been listening all all four years or no, when did you pick up listening? about a year ago. Oh, yeah. Probably. Yeah. But I think that this uh, synchronicity. Yeah. Oh, my god. Of gosh. me being here on yes. this day for yes. you. Yes. Yes. And your journey. Yes. I'm excited because I'm on the same journey. Mm -hmm. And I think that that brings passion mm -hmm. to both of us because mm -hmm. I think we're walking on the same road together. Mm -hmm. And that makes it really precious. Yes, it does. Yeah. And it's, it's great to have those hands, like I've talked about this in many a time, but it's like, you know, when you're reaching out for that hand, you're like underwater and you're, you know, and, and underwater could be all kinds of things. It could be just like, I'm ready to be above water and there's somebody else above mm -hmm. water, you know, or whatever, just having those people to be there and support and to hold hands with each other as we go through things. And I think I always say like, people that speak the same language. I think that that's been a bit of a challenge for me over the last couple of years as I've begun to like think about things differently is that it's been challenging for me to speak a language that other people understand. And I find that I'm seeing less and less of that more. So I'm seeing more people that they know they understand and they hear, or they're trying to understand what I'm saying. Yeah. And so I appreciate that when I get well, and dinner was good. Yeah. It was delicious. Oh, I can't wait to talk about it. I um, drove to Georgetown yesterday because I am picking up plants from Gabriel Valley Farms. They do USDA certified organic vegetable plants. Love it. And I have discovered with all the things I do well in the garden, I'm not great at seed starting the, the transplant plants. So like the stuff you buy at the nursery, right? Um, if I put it directly in the ground, I'm fine. It grows well, but me trying to grow my own starts, I'm always behind. I don't get them big enough and strong enough and ready to go on the ground when I need them to go on the ground. Um, insects eat them. They grow too leggy. I mean, I just, I'm not using the right kind of seed soil. I mean, there's just like a hundred different reasons. And so what I've come up with is traveling to these guys in Georgetown and bringing back enough plants that I can sell them, resell them to my customers, my friends, you know, whomever is interested in purchasing plants that's going to be doing some gardening. And what that does is that helps me be able to, it makes it worth my time to yeah. drive, yeah. to go pick up, you know, all of that kind of stuff. And so it's another little um, cash flow stream basically. Yeah. yeah. So I made that trip up there and um, I took the tollway. I saw Tesla and I haven't seen Tesla before. And I, it's the biggest building I've ever seen in my entire life. And if you've seen any of the sci-fi movies where they're just like, these like glass buildings that just yes. go on and on and on. And that's yes. all that's on the planet. Yes. That's what this looks like. It looks like the first one. And there may be some on other parts of the planet that I don't know about because I haven't been there yet, but I've never seen that in Texas before. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Could you imagine what it looks like on the inside? Oh, I, I, well, I, I wonder. I As wonder. we talked about AI. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest AI plants that they'll have. Yeah. It's fascinating to me. The whole, just, and until you see, and I think that that is something that the road trip part of me, um, traveling and seeing the world, there's one of the most, one of the things I love the most about myself is that I want to observe and I want to adventure and I want to explore and I want to go look at things and see what they look like. And then I love to talk to people about it. So a lot of times when I go out to ask a question or kind of, it may seem like I'm trying to stir up, you know, crap about opinions and politics and all that. Honestly, especially now, the more I, you know, grow as a person, 
I'm not looking to like start an argument. I just want to know what other people think about an observation. I don't think, I think that we've stepped into a time in our life where not a lot of people know how to communicate. Mm -hmm. They don't know how to, to share an opinion. Yeah. They yeah. want to prove a point. Mm -hmm. And, and we you know we were talking about that during dinner about being reactive. Mm -hmm. And if you look on social media, if you even remotely bring up a question, most people react instead of respond. Mm -hmm. They're mm -hmm. not mature enough to hold that dialogue. Right. They just go into response. Yeah. Doesn't matter whether it's religion, uh, uh, Tesla, I, Tesla, <laughs> you know, it doesn't yeah. matter what the topic yeah. is. Anything, anything. Hot. I brought up po population was the perfect example of, well, there's been several examples in the recent past, but population, I was asking questions about population and the questions I asked set people off. And I wasn't even trying, like I asked how many people were on the planet 6,000 years ago, not because I had any opinion about Jesus or the big Adam and Eve or anything like that. It's because it was, it's a historical date that most people think of, right? right? So let's think about how many people are on the planet now. Let's think about how many people are on the planet 53 years ago. Let's think about how many people were on the planet a hundred years ago. Let's think about how many people were on the planet 6,000 years ago. And I just wanted to think about it. And people couldn't think about it. They couldn't think about it. They had to, like, they were angry or they were, doesn't matter, or it's, duh, 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 or, and I was, I was, so now today I posted, okay, I'm not placing any judgments on that building. I, I definitely see it, like, in my mind, a vision goes, well, I've seen that in sci fi movies and it gets worse. <laughs> like, Yes. But at the same time, I wasn't really trying to give an opinion about it. Like, I don't, I don't have an opinion about Tesla. Like, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I mean, I just, that's, that's where I've come to in life at this point is that I don't know anything. So anything I share about anything is just my opinion about the thing to begin with, that it can be seen from 8 billion different perceptions. Exactly. <laughs> Exactly. The idea that I would bring up Tesla, I was like, I'm going to bring up Tesla based on what I've seen in the recent past of just asking a simple question Yeah, is that everybody's going to tell me what, what, how much they hate Tesla or love Tesla, or he's the hero or Elon's the hero, or he's the villain or, you know, whatever, rather than have you seen the building? It is, as someone said, driving 85 miles an hour on the toll road, you still pass that building for three minutes. <laughs> I don't know how long it was, but it was a long time. I have not seen it. I it don't drive that way. It is massive. It is massive crazy. And it's just interesting to be able to see it. You did ask me a question though about Tesla. Did I have an opinion or did I have like any thoughts? Just about... what you thought about it. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, I really don't. Um, I just think that we are unrealistic about all of it and it's because we've been sold a bill of lies. I mean, that's Agree. the best way about all Agree. of it. So that's where I go back to, um, what do I even know? I mean, really what, like the, the idea that I can express an opinion. I mean, I can express an opinion and as someone told me the other day, it's impossible not to judge. Well, you're right because visually you you see something and then you process it in your brain and you judged it. But at the same time, just constantly being in defensiveness and judgment towards every yes. single thing anyone says. And the idea that a simple definition and listen, I understand that I'm a communicator. Words are extremely important to me and the way that I use words and all of that. But, and so I understand that a definition is limited, right? But the idea that I'm just simply asking a definition and people think their opinion is the definition of uh -huh. something. Yes. That's been a fascinating. I asked about cryptocurrency the other day. Uh, actually, uh, digital currency. Digital currency is what I asked about. And I said, do you know what digital currency is? Just, just what's the definition of digital currency? And I got like 8,000 reasons digital currency is the end of the world. And I was like, I didn't ask you whether digital currency was the end of the world. I'm like, yeah. I don't give a crap whether you think digital currency is the end of the world. You don't know anything. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know as much as I do. Yeah. But what's the definition, you know, and ultimately the definition of digital currency is basically anything but cash. Yeah. So 
If you use we a credit are, we card. We already use it right now. Right, exactly. Yeah. If you use Venmo. Yeah. You, you use digital currency. And I know that technically there is the fiat money and it's real and not real and that money's not in the bank and, you know, all of that. And so everyone, what do I know? I don't know any of it. Don't even ask me. <laughs> no, I came here for the brain, not the money. <laughs> <laughs> so all that um, plants and stuff that I bought, I had pre-sold some of them. And then on Labor Day, which is this the day this podcast yes. is coming out for everyone, um, the farm will be open again. And the farm, I started opening the farm in January on Mondays for what I call garden healing. And it's a huge success. As a matter of fact, while I was closed in August, I had many uh, people ask me, when are you opening back up again? We miss you. And, um, oh, I want to come out there. Are you open yet? And, um, and it's, it, it, that's gotta be a good feeling. It is a great feeling. Yes. It is a great, great feeling that people want to come out to the farm and that's yes. a, and Garden healing is free and open to the public. It's it was a way to for me to for me to have a little bit of less isolation, let people come out here to begin to create the safe space where we can come together because garden healing isn't about me putting a volunteer to work and just getting a bunch of work out of them. It's about just piddling in the garden. Well, Let's just hang out outside. If people knew how uh healing that mm -hmm. is to to have your hands in the mm -hmm. in the soil and your feet on the ground yep. and grounding yourself yep. it's yep. a real thing yep and and a lot of moms bring their kids out that's awesome so that's been good and i'll you know i'll give a tour if they especially if there's kids here i'll go and show them the chickens and that's I awesome mean, so it's just kind of piddling on the farm piddling in the garden talking yes spending a lot of time in conversation but the farm is open and this next season i'm going to be having available i mean i've got things set up now in a way that i've got things out for sale my salts you tasted some of the things they that are I have. amazing yay thank you um, I'm going to have my eggs for sale. I've got plants for sale. I've got the red wine vinegar for sale. So I've got things now and I'm going to, you know, really be pushing. I'm going to be pushing out a lot more of what the farm has to offer to the community now fabulous. as we continue to just move forward. Um, so I hope you guys will come out. If you can't come out on Labor Day when you hear this, uh, the next Monday, just the best thing to do. I always tell people is just send me a DM because you know, who knows what if I got sick and I couldn't open the farm up that day, whatever, just check in with me before you make a drive to Taft, um, to make sure. And then the other thing that's going to start happening on a more regular and consistent basis, because I've had adults asking to actually work. They want to work out here, volunteer work, and they want to, you know, let me help you roll hoses and let me cut things and let me help you move mulch and like real work. And so Thursdays are going to be volunteer work days. No children, please, on that day, because we're going to be working. Interesting. Yeah. And I mean, who knows? I I worked in a volunteer sector. I worked as a nonprofit director, and uh, the, people love the idea of offering to work. And then I think that's fantastic. <laughs> like, they come sometimes, and they don't come sometimes. Yeah. But I work on Thursdays in the morning. Um, and I usually, if I, if I schedule people to come out, like if I pay and schedule people to come out and work, it's almost always Thursday. So hopefully people will come out and work with me on Thursdays. Um, if you're interested again, just DM me and let me know, uh, if you want to come out here, but the farm is underway. I mean, it's beautiful. I love this place. It's very peaceful out here. It's that. And I love the animals. Yeah. I love the animals. I want so much to be able to spread this, the, the light and the safety and the grace and the peace that exists out here yes. on the farm. I want people to know that, um, and I, and I know that I am managing my fears of not being in control all the time, you know, <laughs> welcoming people onto my farm, my family, welcoming people onto the farm. We're all managing, you know, but we want to share what we have. Yeah. And I think this is a safe space to share what we have. And I hope that people will come out and join us for that. It's a nice so, farm. You've thanks. done very well out here. Thank you. Yes. Unanswered question. I didn't mention last week that this would be an unanswered question, but after I labeled the podcast, can stress cause you brain damage? And then I had the week that I had with you with the 
hypnotherapy session. We haven't even mentioned that I know. yet, but I'm I excited. had that on I'm Tuesday. I'm so ready. <laughs> and, um, and so after we talked about some of the things, I just thought that it would be really interesting to see, well, can stress cause brain damage? And so I pulled up from Harvard Health Publishing, Harvard Medical School, an article that says, protect your brain from stress. Stress management may reduce health problems linked to stress, which include cognitive problems and a higher risk for Alzheimer's disease and dementia. And I just thought that was really stress in the brain. Yes, basically protect yourself from damaging stress, establish some control over your situation, get a good night's sleep, get organized, get help if you need it, change your attitude towards stress. Personally, I'm not a huge fan of like the traditional medical view of most things anymore. I do think that it's worthy of us. Well, I think that when we have some science willing to discuss it and willing to look at it, then we can at least mm, general population have a conversation about something that other people wouldn't be willing. Like it's not magical thinking anymore when science is studying it. I, I, I follow two amazing doctors. One doctor mm -hmm. is Dr. Amen. Mm -hmm. or amen, however you want to say it. I'm mm -hmm. not really quite sure of the correct set, uh, pronunciation of his word, um, of his name, but his, his, he has studied the brain mm -hmm. deeper than any medical doctor. He's actually a psychiatrist, mm -hmm. but he actually scans the brains. Mm -hmm. Most psychiatrists don't do that at all. Mm -hmm. um, so he has scanned every single brain that he's ever worked with, mm. no matter what. And it is astounding his work. Mm -hmm. So I highly recommend if anybody is. How do you it, spell that? A, A M A N, Amen. Okay. Um, and the other one is Dr. Caroline Leaf. Okay. Amazing. She's got books out. They both have books out, but mm -hmm. you can find them on YouTube. You can find them anywhere. You know, 80% of people's uh, doctor's visits today are mm -hmm. stress related. Mm hmm. 80%. All the medical conditions you're dealing with are stress-related. Disease yeah. is caused by dis-ease. Uh -huh. Our mental dis-ease, when we are not feeling, when we're anxious, when we're you know living in states of fear, anxiety, depression, they cause disease within our body. Uh -huh. And um, it, it it it's fascinating how our mind works. Mm -hmm. But yes, that is a, a definite yes to your question. The Alzheimer's dementia stuff. Uh, I saw somebody post something the other day that talked about how sugar is the poison that causes like basically the sugar addiction shows up in adults later in life as Alzheimer's or dementia. Again, I'm going to, I, I want to lead everybody because I can tell you I've read the books. Mm -hmm. I have listened to him for years. Mm -hmm. um, as a problem. It's a huge problem. It's a humongous mm -hmm. problem. It's mm -hmm. one of our biggest issues that we have because it's in everything. It's in everything. Because you salivate. The thought of the orange mm -hmm. created the chemical in the body, and the swallowing was the reaction that you that your body did. Mm -hmm. So just the thought, and mm -hmm. it wasn't even real. There was no orange there. No, right? No. Yeah. So just the thought of having uh -huh. um, a donut, just the thought of uh -huh. having, um, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. will create that chemical in your body before you even have it in your hand. Mm -hmm. I was talking to my best friend today, this morning, and um, she's a smoker. And um, oh, let me at her. Uh, well, we'll, I'll let you. I'll let you. I'll tell. I'll tell her. <laughs> I'll tell her, and she might be up for it. By the way, I wouldn't be surprised. Actually, I we were talking about smoking is like because I'm I'm fiery, right? You know, I'm thinking about what you've been talking to me about about Good. the words that I say Good. and like how I describe myself and who I am actually, Good. right? And so I have this fiery spirit, right? And so a fiery spirit needs to burn things. I'm trying to figure out how to keep myself from a little bit of a smoking habit that I have, <laughs> just so everybody knows. <laughs> I have a little bit of smoke. I don't smoke nicotine, but I have a little bit of a smoking habit and it's about smoking. That's what I figured out. It's not about the thing I'm smoking. It's about 
the habit of sitting on the porch and smoking. And it's that feeling. And all I have to do is think for what, like you get a feeling inside of Uh yourself. Mm -hmm. It's like a, I need to, and that's, I talked about that a lot when we were talking about my recovery Dharma group that I go to. I talked about that a lot in my uh, early stages of going to recovery Dharma. It's like you have this sense. And for me, it feels like a burning. Uh It's a fire inside of me that I need to go deal with. Yes. You know, and, uh, and it's, it's a habit of like, so I, I've thought it's a habit of sitting on the porch and being outside and taking a fresh breath of air and taking a moment and letting my reactionary crazy mind calm down, you know, whatever. And I would love to change that into something else that I do. So maybe, um, popping my headphones on with like some Hertz sounds and, um, and doing a little meditation yes. or, you know, something that can just change my mind and get me change back. the picture, mm-hmm. change the picture of what you want. Mm-hmm. Remember when we were talking about intentional thinking, mm-hmm. yes. we have to become intentional thinkers in order to get where we want to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I will. I I'm, I'm willing I, 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 that was one of the big things I said, I'm willing, I'm willing to grow. I'm willing to change. That doesn't mean I'm not scared. That doesn't mean I, I don't want, fall back into old I habits. You, I, 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 I look, I see this fear thing differently when it comes to growth. Mm-hmm. You know, I, there, there's multiple types of fear, but since our mind doesn't know the difference, it will. So like there's different types of, um, I can be afraid to jump off of a diving board, but I'm still going to do it. Right. Uh huh. And I'm definitely, that's me. I'm that girl. (laughs) But but I can be afraid of jumping out of an airplane and that's a completely different, Mm -hmm. different fear. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. But our mind doesn't know the difference because our fear, I'm Mm -hmm. afraid of, of what's happening in the world. Mm -hmm. Right. I have fear of what is happening right now in our world. Mm -hmm. If I use that fear, it doesn't matter what I'm actually talking about with you, mm-hmm. my mind will go through the Rolodex of everything that I have labeled fear, whether it's a fun fear of diving off of a board, uh-huh. whether it's a fear of uh, jumping out of a plane, which I've done both. And I've uh-huh. actually, it was exhilarating uh-huh. and loving. Yeah. But if I use that word fear, it will not matter. Uh-huh. So I have to be very careful with the words that I use. Mm-hmm. I don't call my growth or change in my Uh life as fearful anymore. Uh Because if I do that, remember the only job of our mind is to keep us safe. Mm -hmm. So will I ever walk into anything that I think is fearful? Mm -hmm. Absolutely not. Mm -hmm. It, that's where you find procrastination. Mm-hmm. That's where you find, um, um, you know, piles of stuff sitting somewhere because mm-hmm. you're, so I have to be willing to change my words and the pictures that I create in my mind mm-hmm. with the words so that I can move forward. Mm-hmm. So don't label growth or change mm-hmm. or transformation as fearful, mm-hmm. or you'll only go to one or two sessions and then you'll be done because you're like, ah, you know, I'm afraid. I'm <laughs> yeah. afraid. People are afraid to see something that they shouldn't be afraid to see. Yeah. Well, I'm afraid to tell you guys, I thought tonight's dinner, I didn't think it was that great, but you said you thought it was, but I had never had it before. Frittata. We had a frittata tonight. I have never had, I've never been an egg eater. Okay. So then you're like, oh great. We're eating eggs tonight. (laughs) But it was delicious. Yes. Good. I went with it. Uh-huh. I went. I went with the flow. I didn't know what was going to happen tonight. Uh-huh. I went with the flow. Yeah. I loved it. That's great. So you're the only one who was disappointed. <laughs> well, I made you guys. I took some pork belly that I'd been holding on to for a while. <laughs> she, we forgot to put and it I in. I was so excited because I've got because my chickens are laying a lot of eggs again, and I dealt with the chickens that were eating the eggs. And no, we don't have to talk about that anymore. Um, they. Eggs are in good shape. I've got good eggs. They were cute. And they're such pretty colors, <laughs> right? So and she washed the eggs for for us because they were a little, you know, there was some poo and some feathers and but not terrible. No. Like they're pretty decent. And just a reminder if you're using your uh eggs from your chickens or whatever. You might want to wash them right before you go to crack them into a bowl or whatever, but you don't want to wash your eggs before that because you break away the bacteria around the shell and 
basically what happens is, is you cre create a, a breakdown and things can pass over the shell into the egg. So bacteria, so the, the longer the egg, the older the egg, the less bacteria, strong bacteria. Well, as soon as you wash it, now things are passing over. Well, you need to put those eggs in the refrigerator if you wash them. If you don't wash them, you can leave them out of the refrigerator for a couple of weeks and you'll have no problems with that at all. And so I like to always encourage people to understand eggs better because they were it. sold so much crap at the grocery store about food safety that doesn't make any dang sense at all. But we made this thing. I made that while I took the wild pork belly and I cooked it in the instant pot. Uh, the recipe calls for two and a half pounds of pork belly. You put a cup of uh, stock in there, pork stock, chicken stock, whatever. Um, it says use soy sauce. I use coco aminos, uh, a knob of fresh ginger, garlic. Oh, you you don't do garlic. I was so Maybe gone. that was magic. That was synchronicity. <laughs> yes, exactly. She told me tonight she can't eat garlic. And so I'm glad that we didn't. Maybe it's good that we didn't put that in there. A uh, tablespoon of co coconut oil, but basically you just, you throw it in the instant pot, you cook it in the instant pot for like 60 minutes, and then you pull it out of the instant pot, you use your fancy cast iron, well-seasoned cast iron that I have up in here. I, pretty. I, I, it's nice, right? Yeah, it's very nice. And that goes into the oven as it's already like sizzling or whatever, and then it makes it crispy. And it was really nice. I'm sorry that it didn't actually make it into the frittata because somehow I... We did something different while we were cooking tonight, which last week, whenever we were talking about the season finale, I was like, we're going to come up with something. And Whitney suggested video. doing a visual video yeah. of us cooking. And so I did a live video that's on the Dinner Table Talks Facebook page. I'll put it up on YouTube and it'll be in other places if you guys want to check it out where we're actually cooking yeah. together. Yeah. And so I think I was just easily distracted tonight. I think, I think but we were, yeah, it, we were easily distracted. And lots yeah. to talk about, lots of things going on with that. So I put that in there. I didn't really have a recipe for the frittata, you guys. Michelle chopped up the potatoes, onions. We used some of my peppers from the garden, the bell peppers from the garden. Uh, tossed that in the cast iron with a little bit of coconut oil. I used my super salt, which is moringa, malabar spinach, and purslane with salt. And it's basically dried salt. It was delicious. It's good. It was delicious. And it's a superfood. I mean, it's got lots of good stuff that you need, the greens that we don't like to eat. You I know, added that other bit. salt. Tell them about the purple salt. Always on my table. My friend, Sandy Finner, who always listens to the podcast, so I'm sure she's hearing this. She gave me Redmond salt with pea flour in it. And so, so good. Yeah. And it's <laughs> like just a pretty little purple, you know, I got my fill of salt. <laughs> you, got, you got all the salts. Yeah. And then, uh, so I mixed that stuff up, uh, in the cast iron again, and then threw in some greens. I used the kale spinach. We poured the eggs over the top of it, popped it in the oven for 30 minutes, pulled it out, let it rest for 10 minutes, sliced it up really nicely. And it was tasty. It was amazing. It was, uh, that along with a melon on the side. And then of course our, our salads that we've been doing regularly with the pears from the trees outside and the red wine vinegar, although. And actually yeah. I, the, I didn't need dressing. Mm -hmm. it, the pear itself was, was enough. To, was enough. It yeah. was delicious. It was really a good dinner. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me for that, by yes, the way. Yes, I loved good. every minute of it. And you guys go and check out the live that we did. Um, and then, you know, uh, we may do that every week if, if people are up for it. That's a fun thing that we can do in season five. Michelle, as we mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, uh, has been hanging out, listening to the podcast for about a year. So I knew that you were um, a regular listener. And um, when I started kind of saying, hey, you guys, um, the season's going to be a little bit different. It's changing. I'm going to start bringing guests on. You were like, oh, I want you to come and do a hypnotherapy session and then us to come and talk about that on the podcast. And I was like, oh my gosh, that sounds great. That's different than anything else I've talked to anybody out. I think it'll be excellent. Well, the timing, and we talked about the synchronicity, but the timing worked out so perfectly yeah, perfect. with exactly what I needed. Yes. I mean, I needed it. Like I needed this like breakthrough moment. I needed something. And the blue moon yesterday was a big releasing time. And I think that it really helped and opened me up perfectly time for that. Not only that, the transition from season 
four to season five and it not, and I'm not taking, I mean, I'm taking this on as it's not just a change in the season of the garden. It's not just a no. change in the season of the podcast. It's a change in the season of Aislinn. I actually believe this because I've known you for so long. Um, I could have done this with you. I don't know how long you've done the podcast, but I could have done this with you mm -hmm. multiple times over the last three years and never even dawned mm -hmm. on us mm -hmm. until now. Mm -hmm. And so, and the way that it's all worked out, mm -hmm. I think that it has been so perfect. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I hope that this is a healthy lighting of a fire yeah. within your soul. To, I feel it. Just to, even when you said that, I felt it like, good. I felt yes. the fire. Oh, I'm so <laughs> like, glad. I'm I so felt glad. like, oh, that like See, chills, you know? You know, yeah. the way that you were describing fire mm -hmm. a little while ago mm -hmm. was more of a destructive fire, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Uh -huh. I want you to to change the picture in your mind of the fire mm -hmm. and have it be a cleansing fire, mm -hmm. a purification, purification. Fire. That's exactly. It felt like I needed purification. I mean, even me, like not Woo! feeling I got, well. I got goosebumps. <laughs> yeah. See, there's <laughs> things happening over here. You guys, I'm not even kidding. Um, <laughs> like, like it's just, I mean, it's a, it's a big, it's been a big, like it was coming the trip and I got home and then I got this little whatever you everybody can hear my nose. It sounds like I'm holding my nose right now because you know I've got this thing and I'm purifying. Like yes. there's so much going on there with me right now, and I needed it and I wanted it and I was ready for it and I was ready for a new season of Aislinn. And but see, I think that's where the synchronicity lies. Mm -hmm. Is because if you were not in, if you were in the same position that you were maybe a year ago, mm -hmm. what I would have said would have gone all the way over you. You would not have been able to, to accept it, to take it in because you weren't ready. Yeah. All healing has to come when the person is ready. You cannot yeah. force somebody to heal. You cannot force somebody into well, I learned a change. That. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, but even it's personal though. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's personal now. Mm -hmm. And, and so, you know, I could have told you this, like, Aislinn, let's, let's do some change. And you would not have taken it like you were not, you know, now mm -hmm. it has to be, it, it, you have to want change. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I'm 100% willing. Yes. I'm willing. One of the things I don't know if I've talked about this or not, if I have, excuse me, I was on my trip. I stopped in Peoria, Illinois, right before I got to, um, Chicago and the night before I had been in, um, kind of South of St. Louis in the Ozarks in a state park and it had poured down rain. And this was my first night with rain. So I had all the windows in the car and I woke up and realized that like everything was like wet, which it didn't cause me a lot of problems on my trip meant that I had like a bunch of wet towels and it was a learning curve. Like, Oh, okay. Well, if it's going to rain, I've got to figure out what to do about that, you know, whatever. So I had a bag of like all these wet cloths and it was my fourth night on the trip and I needed to solve that problem. And so I'm driving along go, okay, I'm going to see if I can find a laundromat before I get to Chicago, just to see, you know, make it easier on myself. Because basically once in Chicago, I was, I was a little nervous about Chicago because number one, my car is my home right now. Yeah. And I also don't know Chicago. And I'm also a little bit nervous when it comes to like, like really urban driving yes. because I've been driving in Corpus Christi most yes. of my life. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. I mean, I have a little bit of urban experience, but I mostly understand I that. Pulled off at, at, in Peoria at a laundromat. I have no experience with laundromats, by the way. I mean, I've probably visited two or three laundromats in my entire life. That says something about the girl from South Texas, you know, whatever. <laughs> kind of peek around the corner of the place and it's a bar inside of a laundromat. And I'm like, Oh, that's cute. That's something to do. Right. <laughs> there's something to do. And I go in and I sit down and there's a woman there and she's a, um, what do you call it? a pilot driver for her? Her husband drives the, actually the big, um, solar what wind turbine things. Mm -hmm. So this huge, massive truck, oh, yeah, the yeah. wind turbine. So she's the pilot car for a wind turbine oh, God, uh, dragging. And uh, she looks at me and she's like, oh my God, a woman here. I'm so happy. Come sit down and talk to me. But either way, the woman there looks at me and she says, the bartender, she looks at me and she says, you're just having an identity crisis. That's it. You're just having an identity crisis. And I was like, oh, yeah, 
I'm ready. I'm ready for change. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. That's I'm and 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 all I had told her was that I my kids were gone, so I had an empty nest. And I just, you know, didn't I, I don't really know where I was going or what I was gonna do. And I was confused. And yeah. and it was such a fascinating thing to well, first of all, to be able to meet and learn and learn about people and all along the way and just, you know, this little interesting I don't even know how to explain, like, how do you, you like the, the, the synchronicity of like, just that one woman, just looking me right in the eye and just being like, oh, you're just having an identity crisis. And it was just like, I needed somebody to say that because you're 100% correct. I'm having an identity crisis. I believe people are placed in our life for reasons. Mm -hmm. And I believe that those people that, that you pulling off there randomly uh -huh. rain randomly, uh -huh. I believe that that was not random at all, no. that that was a huge setup yeah. for everything that happened for you to get to my office yeah, for all the experiences that you've had. All the it things. had to play exactly like it did for you to have yeah. an understanding. The other thing is, is that I want to say that God answers prayers because I've been praying for, okay, well, show me. Yeah. Okay. I'm willing. Okay. I... I'm okay. okay. Then what do I do? Okay. Yeah. And a lot of what I've been hearing is be patient. Oh, like be, be still. Yes. <laughs> like what listen. it says, like what it says in the Bible. Listen, yes. stop talk. I can't tell you the number of times I sit down in meditation. And the first thing I hear is stop talking. And I'm like, I'm not talking. In my head. I'm like, Oh, okay. Stop talking. Yeah. But I also want to make sure that people understand that when you sit down to meditate or when you sit down to do any type of, of hypnosis um, mm -hmm. experience, our mind is no different than a computer. Mm -hmm. And you can't get yourself to a point where there's nothing there. Okay. Yeah. So if, if all of a sudden you have the grocery list pop up in your head when you are trying to <laughs> think about, you know, what you're thinking about, that's perfectly normal. Mm -hmm. And to a lot of times people beat themselves up and they get frustrated and then mm -hmm. they, they're, they're like, well, this isn't working. Mm -hmm. No, our mind is, our, that's how our mind is. Mm -hmm. And so we have to learn to not be frustrated with these things, but to let them flow in and flow out mm -hmm. just like our breath. Mm -hmm. It's there. All right, let it go. Put something mm -hmm. else up in the search bar of that computer. Mm -hmm. Put relax, put release, put, um, focus, put all of these words that you want to look at, that you want to feel in your body. Mm -hmm. And that grocery list will go away. Mm -hmm. I think that I've trained my mind with a mantra of just saying, I love you, because I notice that happens a lot. Like if I'm like, blah, 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 and then I'll just say, I love you. And I don't know, I don't, and I've thought to myself in the recent days, like, I don't know if that's right or not, or if that makes any sense. Would you like to learn one? Yes. Okay. Is I am loving awareness. Uh-huh. And you say that three times and each time you say it three times. So you're emphasizing each word each time. So the very first one is I, I. am loving awareness. Mm -hmm. And you say it three times. I am loving awareness. And then you come down and you say, I am loving awareness. I am loving awareness like you that. Say, uh -huh. Uh -huh. And then you say it three times. Uh -huh. And then you come down and you say, I am loving uh -huh. awareness. Okay. Okay. I see what you're doing now. And uh -huh. you say that three times uh -huh. and you're breathing with each one of these in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. Uh -huh. And then on the last one is I am loving awareness. Mm -hmm. And each one of these emphasized words will bring up and evoke an emotion within your body and mm -hmm. it'll bring up a thought. Mm-hmm. And it brings things to your mind. So I want to challenge you to do that. Okay. And breathing, mm -hmm. you could, I don't know, what did you call it? Qigong? Qigong. Qigong. Yep. You could do that while you're doing that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to intentionally direct your thoughts in a direction that you want to go. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I am loving awareness and emphasizing each word. Mm-hmm. 
the blue moon release, man, I took that so seriously, the, the, the moon and, and I don't take all of the full moons as seriously, but there was just something, I mean, I was called last you night. You are ready for this transformation. Mm -hmm. Do not be afraid of it. Mm -hmm. I'm not afraid. Step right on into it. I'm ready. Mm -hmm. I've been praying for something to help me break through, like break this thing, break this glass seal and break whatever it is that's happening here. I need something for that to happen. I will tell you though, the thing that you said to me on Tuesday when we had the session that really spoke to me because I'm hearing it from A Course of Miracles. I'm hearing it from everyone that speaks about The Course of Miracles. I'm hearing it from books that talk about healing your body. I'm hearing it from my own voices in my head that are talking to me about all kinds of things. And that is that the mind is in control. The mind is in control. So if I've got Do a cold, you know what happens? the mind is in control of that so, cold. <laughs> so, so, that when you, so that you understand how this works, do you understand what happens when the body's in control? When the body becomes the master? I no, tell that's me. That's called addiction. Okay. Yeah. When you're uh -huh. addicted to sugar, to cigarettes, mm -hmm. to uh, alcohol, to porn, to shopping, mm -hmm. that's the body mm -hmm. now in control. Mm -hmm. And when I was taking you through hypnosis mm -hmm. and I was saying, I was telling you, tell your mind to take the deepest breath that's ever taken mm -hmm. and then tell your mind to focus on the tingly sensation in your fingertips. Your mind went straight to your fingertips, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And then I said, tell your mind to send, send it down to your feet. And then you were focused on your feet. Mm -hmm. And then I showed you how you could take it from your feet to your hands. Could you imagine? So if your thoughts can make you sick. Make me salivate. <laughs> make right? me sick. Yeah. If your thoughts can make you sick, can you imagine with intentional thinking how your thoughts can make you well? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the thing that's always been a challenge for me, I don't feel like conceptually anything you told me, I didn't already know or haven't already heard in a podcast or read in a book. I mean, I've been studying hard this 15, 20 years. I mean, I read every philosophical right. book, every spiritual book, all of the things. So have I. But an embodiment of it or a... Because that like was a, the hypnosis part. Mm -hmm. You see, it's a completely different level of vibration. Mm -hmm. And we cannot get there sometimes by ourselves. Yes, there is self-hypnosis, but you can still That's only go happened. so far. I was stuck. Uh-huh. You were stuck. I was stuck and yes. I knew I was stuck. Yes. And instead of, well, I did what I needed to do and that was I prayed and asked God to help me. Yes. <laughs> and God but you, brought help. But, but then you took action. You see, mm -hmm. we can pray for things, mm -hmm. but we need to also take action. Mm -hmm. You can't just pray for things and think that it's just going to happen. No, there's things that we have to do in order for mm -hmm. the the fruition of our, mm -hmm. uh, I could pray for money. I can pray for, I can pray to be skinny, but right. if I'm not going to take action, right. Nothing's going to happen. Right. I understand exactly what you're saying. So yeah. you took action mm -hmm. and that's why you got the result that you got. Yeah. Why don't you tell people what happened? What was your feelings? What was the results? Like I, you're, I would, I loved your text message back to me that when I was checking on you, but why don't you talk about the feelings without going into too, too much detail about what I did? Well, I think that, um, I think I told you when I got there that I did have my drive over there. I definitely had a sense of fear. Of course I did. And, of it, course, and it's, it's the unknown and it, and it surprises me that I did because I've considered doing hypnotherapy for a long time. One of the things about me, I'm one of those people that I like to, I pray about things and, and I do a lot of things in order to let, let things align, but I let things come to me rather than dragging them out. Oh, hypnotherapy. That might be interesting. And um, let me look over at this woman. Uh, mm, uh, I don't know. And then it comes to me and I'm like, yes. Okay. And that happens a lot. And I need to let that occur more often on the way over there. I, I mean, even your mind starts to tell you to like dehumanize. Yes. And like go, Oh no, that's, um, we're just, I don't know. Go I into it. 
Yes. I, I don't even know how to explain it. Just like, let me just say ugly things inside my mind about like how this is not going to work yes. and how I'm going to like, <laughs> you know, and I don't know that it was that concrete for me because I, I am intentional about my thoughts and I do think about things and I don't sit there and like dehumanize people. But you're still and, human. And you so are exactly. still human. Yeah. Yeah. And so then there was that, then there was an outright, um, gosh, I'm, I'm, I have a lot of shame inside. I'm, there you I'm go. afraid yeah. that um, she might hear something I don't want her to hear. Because you know? we all have a facade. We all have a facade. I talked about that on the, I did a podcast last night mm -hmm. and it was that facade. Mm -hmm. We all have one. We don't want anybody out there to, to see know. the real yeah. in here. Mm -hmm. If you saw the real in here, then mm -hmm. you wouldn't want me to be part of your group. Mm -hmm. And we are tribal beings. Yeah. And so we will put on a facade. Mm -hmm. You know, I, we talked about that, mm -hmm. how, how we all have these personalities everywhere. You have a personality for church. You have a personality at the office. You have mm -hmm. a personality in your home. We're shapeshifters. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. And so you were able to see that. Mm -hmm. You were able to, to see what it was that I was saying mm -hmm. in, a, in a way new way. Yeah. One of the things I loved what you were saying uh, that what you said to me was, um, after, you know, we talked and got some stuff out and, you know, and before the actual hypno part, I guess, <laughs> um, you talked about being the bulldog on the outside and being the little scared puppy dog on the inside. And that really hit me, you know, because I go from one extreme to the other and being the bulldog, wears me out. And so then I go and hide and depressed and I don't want to be around any people and I can't handle it anymore. And if I can't be the top dog, then I don't want to be any dog and I don't want to live anymore. And I don't want to do any of this stuff anymore. You know, you're on it. Yeah. You're on it. And that, and that's been a thing that I've dealt with all of my life. It's, it's exhausting mm -hmm. to be, you know, oh, she's really, you know, weak on the inside, but on the outside, she's just like this powerful, capable woman, you know? I mean, it kind of goes back to me saying, I think maybe a few weeks ago, I said, you know, why can't I just be a victim for a little while? Like, can't I yeah. please, can I please just be a victim? I'm so tired of being the like capable boss woman. You but know? there's <laughs> a, there's a beauty behind vulnerability. Yeah. Um, when we allow ourselves to be vulnerable in front of somebody else, you mm -hmm. don't have necessarily have to be vulnerable to a city, mm -hmm. all right, or yeah. to a, a huge group, but to be vulnerable to one person, mm -hmm. what happens is when we become vulnerable, um, I was very vulnerable last night on that podcast and I mm -hmm. actually started crying. Mm -hmm. Oh, I did not like that. Yeah. But yeah. Oh, I didn't but, like it when I cried at your office the other day either. Yeah. And I mean, I came undone like the moment, the first question you asked. Yeah. Me, I like, I, yeah. What about, yeah. Yeah. She started crying right away. But, but there's a beauty behind that because mm -hmm. that, that opened up a door between your heart and my heart because both of us have been hurt. Mm -hmm. And it's way easier to walk a path with somebody who understands you Mm -hmm. and who has been there than it is to walk a path with someone who has no clue what you're going through. Mm -hmm. That's the difference. And when you talked about that vulnerability thing, I think that that's a big deal because of the way I describe what this, the recent relationships, I feel like I got gutted like a fish. Like I feel like my, like it feels like I just got, and so that's vulnerable. That's, that's sharing your blank belly. But that's, but see, yes, but see, that's the picture that you have in your mind when you say those words. Uh -huh. Yeah. But what I do in my job is I help you create, um, a different picture. Mm -hmm. You need to seek out the lessons in those because in, in reality, you attracted those people into your sure, life. I believe it. And so if you don't seek out the lesson, mm -hmm. you will repeat that cycle. Mm-hmm. You, because you're drawn to them. There's a magnetic flow. Remember when I was yes. teaching you about energy and how yes. we have this energy, we don't see it. Mm -hmm. As I always tell the people, it's like that Willy Wonka, that part of Willy Wonka, when they take that candy bar that goes from one place, then you see the, the little speckles going to the other side. Mm -hmm. You know, it'd be great if we could see everybody's energy coming across, but we don't, yes. but we feel it. Yes. It is our, oh, I feel it, it like it's crazy. part of our spirit uh -huh. mm -hmm. that feels something, mm -hmm. but you ignored it. Mm -hmm. because of that whole thing about being alone. Mm -hmm. We will allow red flags to fly and go 
-hmm. because we don't want to be alone. Mm -hmm. And so we will accept people in and, 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 and sometimes we are addicted, addicted to our own chaos and Uh we don't know it. Uh Um, so, so, you know, there's, there's a, there's a whole learning process process to this healing. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are too, here comes the word again, fear. They're too fearful of going in and actually looking. Mm-hmm. But I have to say, it has been the most, it, it can be painful, yes. I'm not afraid of that anymore mm-hmm. because I walked right through last night. Mm-hmm. And I, f- even though I felt it mm-hmm. in my body physically. I did too. The next morning after seeing you, I was literally in pain. That's why I but, did my Qigong. Yes. But uh-huh. did, did that not, did not getting to the other side of that empower you to Absolutely. a new level? Absolutely. That's Absolutely. what I'm I feel more confident tonight yeah. after that podcast yesterday. Yeah. Um, sharing my vulnerability and my shame. Yeah. Than I have ever yeah. You know, sharing shame is, is, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And feeling safe enough to have people. I mean, that's, oh, part yes. of what, that's part of what share at chapel of spiritual light has done for me too. Yes. She also has let me let go of my shame to her as well. Yes. And so, yeah, I mean, I think that it's been more than a year that I've been looking for this you know, you, I don't share my shame. I, I share my shame because I, you know, I'm kind of in the, a little bit in the public eye a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I put myself there. Yeah, okay. me too. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, so I, I, I share a little bit of my shame, but that shame that I shared last night, mm-hmm. it, she was asking me, like she was really asking. Me, yeah. Yeah. That's the stuff that we share on an intimate basis with yeah. one or two people. It's yeah. not something that we put out on Facebook. Yeah, no. We, I mean, yeah. You know, things. There, mm-hmm. you know, so let's just be real about that. Mm-hmm. You know, shame is not something that we're just going to pour out on Facebook and put like, you know, hey, here's my shame. Mm-mm. You don't do that. Shame, that's not work. And actually, mm-hmm. that's not work. It makes me sweat to thinking about putting my shame out on Facebook. Like I'm all well, like, oh, oh. But see, oh. that's not work. Mm-hmm. It's not work to put ourselves out there and, and to show our shame. The work is when we understand why we feel what we feel in our body mm-hmm. and following that root, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I'm willing following that root back to the root cause of why that shame is there. Mm-hmm. That's, that's where the work is at. Yeah. Well, I, um, had changing moment. Yeah. I it was mean, beautiful. I, I saw it. It was I, beautiful. I, I talked to my mom this morning, posted a couple of things because I'm, I'm practicing, um, more so in my mindset, uh, Hope, hope, oh, no, hope, oh, no, oh, no. Indian yes. forgiveness. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Hawaiian. Sorry. It's Hawaiian. Yes. It's the Hawaiian. For, I'm going to learn that. Yes. It's good. Hope, oh, no, oh, no. That. Yes. And it's, it's beautiful. Um, I am sorry. Please forgive me. Yes. I love you. Thank you. Yes. And this one woman I was listening to, um, she actually as she was doing the meditation with those words, she was actually like saying, I'm sorry for the things that I did to you. And it might've been in another life. Mm-hmm. Uh, please forgive me because I've probably done just as I forgive you. Please forgive me because I've probably done things worse to you than you've done to me. Yes. You know, I love you and thank you for Thank you for being willing to unite with me so that I could learn the lesson that I need, you know, things like that. And I have practiced that a little bit in my life, you know, with, I've learned about that and I've practiced it a little bit and I've tried to share it, you know, in the past, but I think that it's speaking to me in a different way. Because you're ready. I'm ready. When you're living in any type of, um, when you're living in any type of chaos, Mm -hmm. The only thing that your mind can do is survive. Mm-hmm. And it pulls up all of our childhood traumas and we end up living in a survival mode every single day. Mm-hmm. And you're not there anymore. Mm-hmm. And so you're ready. I'm ready. And it's been coming at me like these last couple of weeks on the trip even. Yeah. Just like, I mean, I'm ready. Yeah. And I think that that's it. And this is the new season of Aislinn. I am, I'm so excited to see your growth. Thank you for helping me. Okay. How do people get a hold of you if they want to try this out 
and tell us about your business. And well, I'm I have been a massage therapist for over 22 years. An amazing massage therapist, you. by the way. Thank I've you. Had that session with you as well a couple of times, and you are. I mean, I'm telling I, you, I honestly best believe. Massage. Thank you. Mm -hmm. I honestly believe that hypnosis is just. Um, it's added a, a an, an elevation to that because now I can, you know, our body, our body keeps score. There's a book about it. Our mm -hmm. body holds that trauma. Mm -hmm. So I had people coming in with the same issue every single time they came in mm -hmm. and I'm like, there's gotta be something to this. Mm -hmm. And so by offering massage and hypnosis, it has just been the whole mind, body, spirit experience. And mm -hmm. it's been beautiful to watch people transform. Mm-hmm. I love it. So how do we get a hold of you? Where do well, we find you? Well, you can, you know, always contact you. You know how to get a hold of me. Mm -hmm. Um, yep. but you can get a hold of me on Facebook. Michelle mm -hmm. Shaw. You can yeah. always get me there. Facebook is the best place. Facebook to, is the best place. And to contact Aislin. Yes. And then we'll help them find you. Yes. Perfect. I love it. That's easy. Last week's question asked, what do you look for in friends? And after I listened back to it and then I heard myself talk. I was like, oh, that's really interesting. Because I said, what do I look for in friends? People that can do things. That's That was the answer I gave. And it's not untrue. I was being very honest. But I was like, is that the truth in oh, that I that's so answer highest that. value? You can answer it. Please, I, please answer. I so want to answer that. Because through my transformation, mm -hmm. I was before, I would I would have a friend just by meeting you. Mm -hmm. And I would be like, oh, my God, I love you. Be my uh -huh. friend. Right. Um, and, and today uh -huh. I, I do not put people in my life like that. I don't just need a friend today. Right. And, and me I, either. That's I, yeah. I, so, so I literally put, I will put people through testings. <laughs> like I want to see how you are if we go out to dinner. Yeah. I want to see how you are. Camping is like my biggest test of all tests. If I take you camping, you know you're about to either get cut or made a best friend. Ah, that's so funny. That's so funny. But you know, we 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 will put people in our life like people on Facebook. You know, uh -huh. if we're a friend on Facebook, uh -huh. you know, we'll we'll add up all these friends and we'll be like, oh, she's my friend, he's yeah. my friend, they're my friend. Yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. yeah. And that's how we get in these spirals and these cycles yeah. of dysfunctional yeah. relationships. Because to me, I I thought about it. I'm like, I, is that do I need to question my values? If yes. the first thing I think about with people is what can you do? No, it's <laughs> like, no. what can you do? But what are you capable of? Oh, I have capable friends. And so that's how I justified my, you know, but, but should what, it be they're no. loving, they're kind, they're funny. Ask they're... them what their values are. <laughs> ask somebody what, what do you value? Yeah. For me, if you were to ask me that, mm -hmm. I value love. I value loyalty. I value honesty. Mm -hmm. I value um, people who can be authentic with me mm -hmm. and who can have a conversation of real rawness. You know what? I don't trust people anymore. And I, this is what I learned in the see, last decade we, of my life. That's because we keep putting people in our life that shouldn't yep. be there. Oh yeah. Cause I'm like, I asked those questions and I got lies. <laughs> like, well, maybe we will work on that. <laughs> like, I would like to fix that. Because now so. I, I, I can, I can, I've, I don't know, I've been working on this stuff so much that I can watch people's body language and I watch their eyes and I watch uh -huh. how they talk and what uh -huh. they do. And I can kind of see when people are lying now. Uh -huh. Remember how I was talking to you earlier and yeah. I asked you that question yeah. about somebody? Yeah. I knew, I knew before you even yes. said anything. Yes. Well, because that's the I, thing. I, I knew that that was the case. I knew, I knew to a degree that was the case, but my goodness, I, I, I thank you. You will learn. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Yes. I love you. Thank you for everything you taught me. You That's... are on the learning path right now and mm -hmm. you will, you'll be so careful with yourself. The more that you work on yourself, mm -hmm. you're more careful with who you put in your sphere mm -hmm. and you're slowly back away. Yeah. I mean, and that is, I mean, that's a hundred percent my, and my personality, my identity that I aligned with prior to now was the, the campaigner. 
you know, uh, ENFP or something like that in your, um, in your Myers-Briggs. I'm a, I'm a campaigner. I want everyone to like me. I want you to like, and so if you look at my background and running for office and, and, and yeah. uh, 5,000 friends on Facebook yeah, and yeah. Da, 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 it's, I want everyone to like me. And, and now I'm like, mm-mm, mm-mm. I don't like, you don't, you don't have to even like me to follow me. Fascinatingly enough, most people don't even care that much about me, but they stalk the crap. I know they do that to me too. Yeah. They do that to me too. Yeah. Oh, okay. Whatever. Okay. I'm going to draw a card this week and give you, you get first ask on the questions from this week. Okay. Are you scared? No. (laughs) All right. What do we got here? What's the best birthday party you can imagine? Oh my gosh. I have not had very many birthday parties in my life. Oh. I think that the best birthday party that I could imagine would be having the people that I love in one room, I don't care what room it is, in one t- at one time. Yeah. I'm not a big materialist type, type yeah, of person, so I don't exactly. need, I don't necessarily need gifts, but man, if I could be with my, the people that I love, oh God. And I think that, I think you're going to find that because you and I are both mm-hmm. empty nesters now. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so I really cherish when I'm around my girls. Oh my mm-hmm. God. I love my girls. Like they are like my life, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, but yeah. they both have their own life mm-hmm. now. They're both ones in another state mm-hmm. and one is here, but she works so much. So it's, that's all I need. That's my mom talks about that feeling that, you know, and I'm, I'm in the early stages of, um, letting my kids find what it feels like to be an adult yes. without me there. Yes. Just, you are is, in a different place. This is, you need to do your thing, uh, they're figuring their stuff out. They have young emotional feelings about me and things that have occurred in the recent past, you know? And so I'm, I'm, I'm letting that occur, but I think about, you know, well, no, I just want to be there. I don't care if anybody else wants to be there or needs to be there. It's not, I'm all this stuff that's coming up. There's a huge part of me that is, and it's not about being radically different or breaking the system, all the things that I traditionally have done. It's been your I am for a long time and it needs to. Well, I, 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 do, I just don't want to do things the way I, the, the way you're supposed to do them. Yeah. Even birthdays. Like I think about this and I'm like, good God, if I could just go without, could I just like ignore birthdays for a while? Like, because I can't tell you the number of times I would say, I do not want to have a birthday party. And then a birthday party would show up for me. And I was just like, but at the same time, the world teaches you that if you don't celebrate this thing, Mother's Day, this thing, birthday, this thing, Christmas, this thing, you know, whatever, then you're like some kind of radical weirdo that doesn't like material things and doesn't like, you know, whatever. And so then I think about this in my, the first, the, 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 the first answer, cause I try real hard to just stick with whatever's the first thing that comes to mind. The first thing that came to my mind was the best birthday party I can ever imagine is for you to leave me alone and I don't have to have a birthday party, which in the past didn't match me can at I, all. Can I ask you that? Can I ask you something? Sure. How does that feel on the inside? Mm, it doesn't feel great. Cause I know, because no, no, my no, no. next yeah. answer was, well, yeah, but your birthday would come and you would feel really sad. Exactly. And then my next exactly. response was, well, is that because you've been conditioned to believe that you have to celebrate and do it this way? And this I think is a you thing need to that go, you, I think you just need to go with that very first feeling. The very first feeling is I don't really want to have a birthday or the no. very first feeling is I when would be I asked sad you, when, when I actually, when I asked you, what was that feeling like on the inside when you said that? And mm-hmm. you said that didn't feel very well. And I think that that's what your true self is. Mm-hmm. As you go through this process, you will be able to see your true self. There's an element of me that has felt like my confidence, my stage presence, my uh, campaigner, all the things about me like that um, are just arrogance. Oh, I did not say that. No, uh, no. But that even when you asked me some questions the other day, that was the thing. It's arrogance. Like I'm an arrogant, I, I'm like, I beat myself up with that. You're an arrogant and everything that you do is about being arrogant. But now you see it though. 
but now you see it and it came out of you and you admitted it. So now what will you do with it? I have no idea. Maybe we can get together again. Totally. 100%. 100%. I look forward to it. Thank you all so much for joining us at the dinner table, Michelle. This has been awesome. It's been a gift. I can't wait for a the gift, next one. Gift, gift, And thank you for kicking off the season. You with know what me. I think we should do? What should we, we do? We should do it at the end of the season to see how much you've grown. Oh, absolutely. That's done. We're definitely doing that. Thank you all so much for those of you that are supporting the podcast. That's a huge deal. I, I just, I know you're supporting me and I thank you so much for that. Also, thank you for those of you that are great patrons of my Patreon page. I'm so grateful for that. And if there's anything you want to know about what I'm up to out here at the farm, if you want to support me in another way that isn't in alignment with some of the things that I've already suggested are ways that it can be supporting the podcast or anything that I'm up to uh, just let me know. I mean, friends like Michelle support me and this is exactly the way that you do it. And sometimes showing up here and having dinner with me and talking like Whitney and Cheryl and Rick and Andrew and yada, 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 all the list of all yes. the amazing people that have come on the podcast. We are supporting each other. We are holding each other's hands. And if I can be there for you and you are there for me, then we're going to get through whatever it Amen. is, whatever it is. Amen. Thank you all so much for joining us. I'll see you next week. Mm -hmm.